You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Well, on the last episode, we actually went above the knee and we're talking about the hip muscles, the gluteus medius and how it can relate to knee pain. Today, I'm going to go actually a little bit below the knee and we're going to talk about something in the foot, um, something that's called plantar fasciitis. So this is a very common complaint and a very common syndrome or symptom that people will deal with throughout their lives. Unfortunately, if you do develop this once, you're more likely to see this happen again and again, and it's something that patients commonly bring up in the office, even when they're there for a different problem. Um, and what I wanted to do today is just kind of go over briefly, you know, what it is, um, kind of clear up some misconceptions about plantar fasciitis, and give you some very, very simple tricks and tips and stretching exercises that you can do, which usually tend to do a very good job of treating symptoms, avoiding the needs for cortisone injections and avoiding the needs for surgery. So what is the plantar fascia? Well, the plantar fascia is this band of tissue uh, that helps stabilize the foot. The more that you get into the foot, it is super complicated. There are so many different bones and ligaments and tendons and little joints that help control this incredible mechanism that we can use to push off of and run off of And it's very, very complicated the deeper that you get involved in it. But the plantar fascia, for simplicity's sake, is basically this band of tissue um, that starts back at the heel bone. And as it goes up towards your toes, it sort of branches out. If you can think of it starting almost like the base of a tree, and as the tree branches up through its trunk, it has all these different branches and extends out to below areas below your toes, the big toe all the way down to the small toe. And when we have our foot pointed down. So if we're laying on our back watching TV or in bed and our foot's resting, that plantar fascia is very, very shortened. And then when you stand up and the arch of your uh, foot comes down on the floor, one of the things that helps stabilize the foot so it doesn't go completely fat is this plantar fascia. And then when you go up on the balls of your feet, say if you were going to run or go up on your tippy toes, when you go up on the ball, it tightens even more. So If you're laying around a lot, let's say you're sick and you were laying in bed a lot. Um, If you're laying in bed, the plantar fascia is relaxed and it starts to shorten and it gets used to your foot kind of resting there. And then you go to get up and then you step down and it stretches this tendon. So this is the reason why people will commonly say, when I get out of bed, it's that first two or three steps in the morning. Sometimes it's the first step. They put their foot down on the floor, and it's like this shock of pain right through the bottom of their foot. Um, and it's really, really hard. And those people will also say, and throughout the day, if I keep walking and moving, it actually loosens up, and it feels good, and it doesn't bother me. But then the whole process starts again tomorrow. So... Um, that's the common symptom and probably the most common symptom is that first step in the morning when you get out of bed of stepping down. But the reason that it can shorten typically is because it lays in that position. So we want to work on stretching that tendon. Um, now one of the misconceptions that a lot of people have is they get an x-ray and they have a bone spur and the bone spur is the cause of their pain. Well, not necessarily. There's actually a lot of studies that have been done and have shown that you can have plantar fasciitis 
and not have a bone spur. And you can have an x-ray for some other reason and have a bone spur and never have had plantar fasciitis. So actually, for the most part, most of those bone spurs and where the actual plantar fascia is are usually at separate locations. But it is possible that you could have a bone spur and you could have plantar fasciitis. But we're going to deal with treating the actual symptoms. Um, So if you go and you see your doctor, they're probably going to go over a few things that you can do. And basically, I break it down to my patients as there's really four things that I have them work on. Um, So if you have plantar fasciitis, it hurts. It's sore. So you got to stretch it. You got to move it. Okay. But when you stretch it and move it, it hurts. So the first thing that we're going to do is you get a water bottle. Um, and it has to be a round water bottle. Can't be one of the square rectangular ones. And what you do, if it's a brand new water bottle, you got to dump some water out of it or drink some, um, and then put it in the freezer and freeze it. So this way, a couple times a day, you're going to take that, that frozen water bottle out of the freezer, and you're going to put it on the floor, and you're going to put your foot on it, and you're going to roll your foot back and forth over this frozen water bottle. Why? Okay, well, one, it's cold. So it's going to numb the area, decreases the pain, and decreases some of the inflammation. And also because it's round, as you roll it, it's stretching out your plantar fascia, and you have complete control over how much force you put on it. If it hurts a lot, you may start by just gently rolling your foot over the top of the ball, and then as it loosens up and it gets cold, you might be able to put a little bit more force or even put your hands on your knee and push down harder. But this way, you're stretching it, and you're decreasing the pain by freezing that area and decreasing some of the inflammation. Okay, so now that we have that frozen, the next thing that you're going to do is this plantar fascia stretch. So what you're going to do is, if we're talking about your right leg, um, you're going to cross your leg so your right ankle is up on top of your left knee. And then you're going to take your right hand, and you're going to grab your toes. So you're going to come over the top of your toes with your right hand. You're going to grab your toes. You're going to bend your toes back, and you're going to pull your ankle up and it's gonna stretch that plantar fascia. And then if you take the thumb of your left hand and you reach across the middle of your foot, you're gonna feel this little band stick out, and this band is the plantar fascia. So again, it inserts right sort of around the middle of the heel, so if you reach back to where your heel is, you'll kind of feel it, and you don't feel the band as much, but you'll usually feel it's tender back there. And now that you've been icing it and it's been cold, you're gonna push and you're gonna rub as hard as you can, and you're gonna work your way from your heel all the way up to your toes. And you may find that the bands are a little tighter going to your big toe or your little toe, but anywhere that you find a tight band, you're going to push and you're going to rub as hard as you can. And what will happen is you're going to want to let go with your right hand because it hurts, but really try to keep the right hand pulling the toes and the ankle up to keep that plantar fascia stretched. And you can push and roll and push and roll and push and roll, and that's helping to stretch it out. Now, two other stretches that you can do, um, and these are working on your Achilles, there's really two muscles there, your gastroc and your soleus. So you're going to do one exercise, which is commonly kind of referred to as a hurdler stretch, but what you're going to do is your hands are up on the wall, and again, if we're talking about the right leg, your left foot is going to be closer to the wall. Your right leg is going to be further back with your knee straight, and you're going to try to get your heel totally flat on the floor, and you're going to feel the stretch from your Achilles all the way up into your calf muscle. And then it's good to do this on both sides. So even if you don't have plantar fasciitis on the left side, you may have a tight Achilles, so it's good to stretch a little bit on the right, stretch a little bit on the left. And then the other one we're going to do is you put your feet together and put your hands up on the wall, and then you're going to keep your heels flat on the ground, keeping your knees together and just bend at the knees, and you should feel a different muscle stretch along the back of your calf and into your Achilles. So this works both the gastroc and the soleus by doing both of these exercises. 
So what's incredible is that a lot of patients, if you do these four things, if you have plantar fasciitis, is you get the frozen water bottle, you freeze it, you do the rolling exercises to stretch it and reduce the inflammation. You do the thumb massage by pulling that foot and the toes up with the same hand that you're working on the foot, so right hand for the right foot. Um, and then the left thumb pushes on that plantar fascia, fascia. And then you do these two stretches for the Achilles. And usually you have to do these about three times a day, and usually for a week or two, depending on this severity of how much pain and how long the symptoms have been present. And for the most part, many people will find those symptoms will go away. But because we're all human, when the symptoms go away, you kind of go back to your old habits and you may bring about these symptoms again. So it's good to continue to do them for a while. You may not have to do them as frequently. Um, And obviously, if you get a significant flare-up down the road, six months or a year, you go back to doing these exercises. Now, um, people will say, what about night splints? Um, So night splints are okay. Um, Night splints do work as far as stretching the plantar fascia. The problem with a lot of night splints are most people go to sleep with them and they can't fall asleep because you get this big contraption on your foot or because you toss and turn, it comes off. Um, And then your foot is relaxed. So it's something that you can try. I don't always recommend it to my patients, but it's definitely something that if other options fail or they find that, you know, at night, this is when they're tightening up the most, even though they're doing the other exercises, it's something to try. Um, Cortisone injections, um, there's a lot of people that really um, do that first. Um, There's some data that really suggests otherwise. And I find in my experience, um, a lot of my patients never need it. Um, Although it may make you feel better quickly, um, the thing that if you've had it done or your friends have had it done, they'll all tell you it's really painful. There's a lot of little nerve endings in the foot, so people don't like getting it. And if it makes you feel better, it may reduce the inflammation. And then you don't do the exercises, so the cortisone wears off and you're right back where you started. So it's really good to do the exercises first. Most people will find that they can treat their symptoms without any intervention, um, especially something like a plantar fascia release where, you know, surgically we go in there and kind of cut a portion of that plantar fascia. Definitely, um, in my opinion, an option of last resort because sometimes you can weaken that plantar fascia further. Um, and same goes sort of for the bone spur that, again, not all people with plantar fasciitis have the bone spur. So just removing the bone spur doesn't always mean that's going to make the plantar fascia symptoms go away, especially if that was not the location of the pain symptoms, that it was just an incidental finding on your x-ray. Um, so just a lot of information, plantar fascia, foot pain, night pain, you got the options there, but you know, the, the four big keys and the four important takeaways, you know, one ice bottle, stretch it with your thumb and stretch your gastroc and your soleus. Um, obviously if you've been dealing with this for a while and it's significant, see your healthcare provider, let them examine you, let them do an x-ray if important. Um, if you're failing to progress on your own, a lot of times they'll send you to physical therapy for a burst of physical therapy so someone else can work with you and give you some even more exercises and more things that you can do to decrease these symptoms. Um, but at the end of the day, usually with a couple weeks of these exercises, you may f- find a lot of these symptoms subside with just those home remedies and those home exercises. So thanks again for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. And until next time, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. And until next time, 
Stay safe.